0: Welcome to Beltway Talk, the podcast of the American International Automobile Dealers Association, where we examine the intersection between Washington politics and the auto retail industry. I'm your host, Hannah Oliver. Today's episode of Beltway Talk is brought to you by Cox Automotive, transforming the way the world buys, sells, owns, and uses cars. Find out more at AIADA.org. AIADA Chairman Steve Gates is joining the Beltway Talk podcast today to talk to dealers about his year at the helm of the association. He's also discussing the union EV tax credit proposal and what he needs dealers to do to help fight back, as well as what's ahead in 2022. Welcome to Beltway Talk, Steve.
1: Hey, thank you. It's great to be here.
0: Um, Well, you definitely chose an action-packed year to lead AIADA. Um, What were your expectations coming into 2021?
1: I really thought that it was going to be kind of a quiet year coming off a, a general election the and the 50th anniversary of AIDA. Mm-hmm. I thought this was going to be an easy year. Um, boy, was I wrong. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yes, you were. Um, well, speaking of 2021 and all of it, all, that, all that is thrown our way, in the spring, rumors started about a Senate proposal to apply some tax credits to union-built electric vehicles. Um, what was your initial reaction back then?
1: Initially, I thought, oh, this can't happen. This isn't real. This is a joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not the, the province of uh, the federal government to choose winners and losers. So you know, I just really, I was shocked, but wasn't concerned in the beginning.
0: Mm-hmm hmm Well, obviously, it's picked up steam, um, <laughs> and now it's poised to be voted on in the House of Representatives and included in a multi-trillion dollar budget bill. Um, tell us, why should dealers oppose this measure?
1: Well, I think for a lot of reasons. First, the obvious, the uh, if it passes, the EV portion, um, or the, I'm sorry, the UAW portion, the which would give the uh, the Detroit 3, a $4,500 advantage when it comes to the sale of BEVs. So from a competitive standpoint, that's frightening. The, but I think it goes deeper than that. The, uh, uh, you know, again, as I said a minute ago, the, uh, it's, it's, it's just government should not be choosing uh, who wins. And uh, so where does this stop? And is the, is the administration so pro-union that it gives the unions the, the thought of, well, gee, maybe we should unionize, maybe we should organize uh, all car dealerships. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it just, so it's, it's bigger than just the, the UAW provision uh, if that's not horrible enough.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So for you, you know, if this were passed, how would this impact your stores and your employees, Steve?
1: Well, the, uh, you know, frankly, it would be devastating. You know, immediately, I don't think we'd have uh, a, a big, um, that we'd notice it in a, in a huge way because, you know, just 2% of the market is, is pure BEV mm-hmm. right now. And most of that's Tesla. So early on, we wouldn't affect it. We're also we operate in non-ZEV states, but at some point, the uh, uh, the impact would be enormous. Uh, again, a forty-five hundred dollar uh, the uh, disadvantage. Uh, I don't think we'd ever sell an EV. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it's just incredible. So the the future would look very bleak for the for all of us selling international nameplate vehicles.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I guess on that note, what can dealers do to push back against union only EV tax credits? What do you what do you need them to do?
1: The uh, well, we have to dealers have to be involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, dealers have to, uh, you know, reach out to their members of, of Congress and their senators. The uh, and you know AIADA makes that pretty easy. The uh, uh, but it, because you know very very simply you tell us who to uh, you know who to contact how to do it. The there's a playbook already written for us. But but I think it's even more than that. We need to get all of those who work with us, the, the our associates, our vendors, the. Uh, Anybody who depends upon the international nameplate dealers, they need to be involved. They need mm-hmm. to be as active as we are, and we need to do it immediately. This is, this can happen. This isn't something that oh, don't worry about it. That'll never happen. The yeah. so involvement.
0: Mm-hmm. Now I know. Um, speaking of involvement, AIADA has already had a huge wave of dealers reach out and contact their lawmakers regarding this damaging policy. Um, do you think the events of the past few years have prompted more dealers to get involved this time and just overall with national politics and policies? And maybe you could share a little bit about your own story about how that got you involved.
1: Well, I think that probably more dealers have gotten involved over the last couple of years. But the, it's still a fairly select group. Mm-hmm. The uh, uh, you know too few dealers are holding, the are carrying the water for for the majority, um, and I and I think it goes back to what I've said a couple of times. I I, I think that too often dealers just think number one oh, it's politics I can't influence that, or number two these things just won't happen. It sounds terrible, but it won't happen. The uh, uh, so. Yes, more people are involved, but the uh uh you know not nearly enough for me personally the i was never i was never involved in politics i was interested in politics i i love to read and the uh uh so uh always had an interest but not not being involved and then you know years ago around 2012 or so the uh, Toyota had a massive recall for unintended acceleration. I was in the middle of building a new building. I was scared to death. Mm -hmm. I thought here there's a real possibility that actions by the government will ruin me, literally ruin me, that I will will lose everything that, that I've built. The, because Toyota, the, I mean, Toyota was not guilty. The mm-hmm. Toyota didn't do anything wrong. I mean, it was politically motivated, the, uh, um, which ultimately was borne out. But, but as Toyota was fighting during this period of time, fighting for their survival, it was clear that they didn't have friends in, in Washington. We hadn't been involved. So... The, from that point forward i i vowed that i would i would be involved i would get to know my legislators the uh, and i'd just be active and, and i may lose the but i'm not going to go down without a fight
0: mhm mhm um can you offer any advice to dealers steve and others who are reaching out to their members of congress on this issue so you know you've been really involved over the last several years um, what have you found works and, you know, what doesn't work?
1: Well, you know, sometimes I think that, that uh, uh, constituents feel like donations, contributions are enough. You've got to have interaction. You've got to know your subject. You've, you've got, it's not just word tracks. You've really got to know what you're talking about. You've got to talk from the heart. The uh, and uh, you know they need to know they need to know what you do. They need mm-hmm. to know how many people you employ. You know what's your impact the on your community. Um, the uh, but and you have a very limited time. When I've met with members, it seems like you know I got fifteen minutes. The mm-hmm. uh, uh, and so you got to you got to walk in, you shake hands, and, and, and make your case. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has to be, as I said, it really has to be from the heart.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, Steve, looking back on your very eventful time on AIADA's <laughs> Board of Directors and your probably even more eventful time as chairman, um, you know, how has the industry changed over the last few years, um, and why would a young dealer starting out today want to get involved with AIADA?
1: Well, the pace of change has really been unbelievable. Uh, aggregation, electrification, the uh, uh, you know, doing business virtually, uh, and even distribution systems uh, may be changing. Uh, the franchise system uh, is potentially under attack. So. So many things have changed uh, in a short period of time. The uh, you know, as far as 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 younger dealers, I, I think that the uh, you know, we've had a we've had a, a large group of dealers that have, were so involved and and truly made a difference in our industry. Uh, Fritz Hitchcock, Larry Call the uh, uh bob mccamey uh, just a, a group of of men and women that that really made a difference the uh um but they've all passed mm-hmm. the uh and so they you know they they have to be involved if they want to protect the businesses that that they are developing that that uh um uh, that support their families and the people with whom they work. Um, so uh, it's, I mean, it's that, it's that critical. They, they have mm-hmm. to be involved for survival.
0: Absolutely. Um, so you will be passing off the gavel to 2022 Chairman-elect John Connolly here in a few months. Um, do you have any advice for him as you start to get close to the end of 2021?
1: You know what? I've never gotten that gavel yet. <laughs> the, <laughs> uh, the, the, uh, uh, well, John will be great. I mean, the, uh, uh, you know, John's so articulate. Uh, I think his, his past experience on the Hill, uh, and his, uh, you know, he's a lawyer. Uh, so, you know, he's going to be fabulous. But my, uh, my advice is, um, you know, learn to keep your head down. Uh, learn not to be too sensitive. Uh, uh, recognize that uh, this is a uh, this is a working appointment. There, there's nothing uh, uh, there's nothing about this that uh, uh, is a resume builder. Uh, this is a yeah. lot of work, and uh, so uh, you make sure you have great people running your businesses. Uh, because you're going to be taken away from your business, but he'll be fabulous. The uh, uh, you know every chairperson that that I have worked with over the years uh, has been fabulous. I'm the only dud in the whole line. Uh, the but there always has to be one, you know. Uh, the I'm sort of the Gerald Ford of of A I D A, but uh, uh, but I. Uh, uh, John is just going to be great.
0: So, um, before we wrap up today, is there you know we talked about this EV tax credit issue. Is there anything yeah. you wanted to talk about before we before we end the podcast?
1: You know, I've said it a lot, but it it just bears repeating that that it's it's unbelievable that the any politician. Could favor a union job over an American job. Mm-hmm. All jobs are important, and, and and that should be the province of of our politicians is to make sure that that we have a uh, that we have a full economy as much as possible. And and uh, you know I live in Kentucky, and and we're so fortunate that we have a Ford plant, the and we have a Toyota plant, the uh, and they both employ an awful lot of people the but i don't think one's more important than the other the uh um and uh so i I think it's it's just time for some common sense and uh hopefully somebody will listen Mm
0: -hmm. well thank you so much for joining the beltway talk podcast today steve it's really been great to have you with us and um you know, I just look forward to the rest of 2021 and seeing what you what you accomplish.
1: <laughs> well, thank you very much.
0: Thanks for listening in to this episode of Beltway Talk. To hear Chairman Steve Gates talk about the pressing union EV tax credit issue and the importance of dealer involvement, make sure to check out AIADA.org slash EV for resources and to get involved. Join us again next time for Beltway Talk.